realizing that you do have a life outside of this and it's um, really important to have a good balance, that's really going to kind of mitigate the, the burnout that you're feeling. And I think it'll really help you with your productivity and your creativity as well. Hello and welcome to Your Band Sucks at Business, a podcast on the business of running a band. My name is Malcolm Oflood and I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Manhas. Hi, what's up? God, I got to figure out what I say there because every time it's ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, maybe I got to pitch you better softballs or something. I don't know. (laughs) That time I didn't even ask how you're doing. (laughs) No, 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 you're doing great. The reason our banter is sucking is because we just finished recording part one of this episode, which was released last week. That was how to avoid burnout part one. And this is part two, which is on recovering from burnout. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go and do that first. It's kind of required reading for this. Required listening, I guess. Unless you're just absolutely burnt out and you need a quick fix. Yes. But you should still listen to the other one. Yeah, yeah, you still should. <laughs> just a, a quick recap. We talked about what burnout is, which is essentially just when you get burnt. Everybody knows what burnout is. I don't even know why I'm saying that. It's when you get tired and need a break. We talked about how it happens and why it happens and what you can do to try and stop it from happening, which is really what you should focus on Part one is the more important episode. But if it happens, and it will happen, regardless to how hard you try to stop it, you have to get out of it. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how to pull yourself up out of it, hopefully quicker than just sitting through an entire season of Star Wars or something. A season of Star Wars. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Malcolm, what's going on? A season of Star Wars. I'm so sorry, guys. (laughs) Wow. I was never... I mean, I like Star Wars, but I was never, you know... Like, I couldn't tell you what the hell. I have no idea what's going on when I watch it. I'm like, well, this is exciting, but who are these people? And like, this seems all out of order. Oh, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> there goes half our subscriber count. You're about to get hate mail. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I'll do better. Okay. <laughs> so, so first and foremost, you, you get burnout. You kind of need to take a break. Obviously, the, the big one is rest. And really, like, I think there is no substitute. You can't just power on because powering through is like what kind of led to it, right? So I think in general, usually you have to like stop the activity that's causing the burnout. So that might be rehearsing. Yeah, there's no point in like continuing the thing that is kicking your ass. <laughs> like you got to take a little step back and stop and try to think of something that's going to take your mind off it. I think that it's crazy to just keep going and keep doing the same thing. And that's really what contributes to burnout and what perpetuates the burnout as well. And perpetuating burnout is awful for you mentally, physically, all the way around. I think the the one pushback we might get on that is sometimes you just can't stop. You know, if you're burnt out in the middle of a tour, you still have to keep going. So you have to find a way to cope with it and make it more manageable, you know? And and that's 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 a valuable thought because that it requires some self-discovery and looking inward to figure out exactly what it is that's upsetting you because it's probably something pretty specific. But ideally, if you get to this point and that's kind of what we're talking about, that's the example we're in is you need to take a break and and just stop. So, that's fine. 
obviously that is going to have a huge impact on your business because like nothing is happening if you're not doing anything. Clearly, nothing in equals nothing out. So this is something we want to limit as much as possible because it's it's just the Achilles heel of your business. <laughs> yeah. So reducing and limiting the amount of burnout you get is kind of like the secret sauce to success. When you see people like Elon Musk who are just doing ridiculous amounts of stuff in a short <laughs> amount of time, you can bet that they're just not stopping. Like they are not getting burnt out at somehow. I mean, maybe having a billions of dollars can help <laughs> facilitate that, you know? <laughs> you can guarantee that he's eating and sleeping well. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so essentially, I think there's a correlation between the amount of success long-term you're going to see with how often burnout is affecting your business. And we want to keep that as low as possible. And if it's happening, we got to get out of it as quick as possible. So how else can we... Like aside from the obvious, just resting, how else can we get out of burnout? I know for me, if I'm feeling starting to feel burnout, like we said, ideally you want to stop doing whatever it is that's burning you out. But if you can't, I just try to increase my focus on other things outside of what's burning me out. So I will still, if it say it's work burning you out, you're still going to have to go to work most likely and do the job that you're doing. But then I think you really need to prioritize something outside of that, whatever it is that will be able to take your mind off it, like an activity or exercise or whatever it ends up being, right? But like for me, I'll still go and do my job and then I'll really focus on doing something completely different. Like I'll go mountain biking or something like that. Something that you you can't focus on work while you're doing it. And that seems to help me kind of kick that burnout a little bit because those hours spent doing something enjoyable really, you know, you can spend eight hours at work if if you're kind of miserable doing it. And if you go and do something fun for two or three hours, you kind of forget about that shitty time at work. <laughs> right. And it really just, it, it helps you mentally, I think, balance that, you know, that the negative kind of feeling towards whatever it is that's burning you out. So for me, I just really try to focus on something that's basically the opposite or something that I really enjoy outside of whatever it is burning me out. Yeah, you, you want to draw your attention away from what's stressing you out, right? Not that you don't want to deal with it head on as well. You know, like there's definitely a time for reflection, but you don't want it to feel like you're being pressed up against it. You know, like meeting it on your own terms is really important. I process things a lot while I'm exercising. So I, I do like trail running as my chosen sport. <laughs> um, and that's like, I say trail running, but it's a lot of walking as well. And just thinking um, <laughs> is like, I actually, I literally do it more for the mental aspect than the physical part. Because it just gets me to a headspace so reliably and it gets me thinking and inspired and creative. It's just like like, an, like a tried and true method for me to get into that headspace. All I have to do is head down to the little hill down the road for me and I'll be there. So that's one of my, my main ways of getting out of this is just like making myself, dragging myself. Because when you're burnt out, you're not going to want to exercise. <laughs> but dragging myself out there. Because I know I normally do like to, and I normally want to. And once I'm doing it, it's like, okay, yes, I'm so stoked I'm doing this. And I'm having really good ideas in my head. Creativity is fired up again. So much of burnout for musicians is this seemingly, like, it seems like your creativity has died and, and left you. But it's there. You just have to find it in a different way, maybe. So try to focus on something else. I do want to give a little heads up to like beware of the shiny object syndrome, which is when you discover something else that you like and you think that that's your new thing. And I do this all yeah. the time. <laughs> I am so bad for this. But uh, 
I am too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I used to get. I used to, honestly used to get in trouble from my parents for doing this when I was younger. <laughs> my uh, fiance just like it, we're like, you know we're talking while we're cooking dinner or something, and she's just like, okay. All right, honey. Like, <laughs> just like rolling with the punches. She knows that's not what I'm going to be talking about tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it happens. Um, so yeah, just because you're into something now doesn't mean you should give up on what has upset you. You know, like the struggle is the way uh, is, or the obstacle is the way is a, a book we've referenced on this podcast. And it's just a good motto. The obstacle is the way. Yeah. The fact that you've hit this resistance is a good sign. It means that you're like you're trying to get to something. You're invested in it. You've and you've just got to get through it. It will be rewarding. Um, all things that are worth it have have these. So don't think that burnout means that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. That's not the case usually. <laughs> so yeah, beware of shiny, shiny object syndrome. But I totally encourage you to try and find new things that make you happy. Like I mentioned last episode, that I'm I'm into coding right now. Just like learning how to code as a new skill, a new thing for me to kind of apply my brain to and get creativity out of and do i think that's going to be like my new career path no <laughs> no that is not why i'm doing it this is uh luckily i was i had the presence of mind to realize that this is just something i'm doing as a, an act of choice i've made i want to try and learn this it's like picking up a new instrument and i bet every musician here listening can think of a time they picked up a new instrument and thought oh maybe i'll start doing this <laughs> every drummer's wanted to be a lead singer every guitarist has wanted to be a drummer you know it's <laughs> yeah yeah it's true so that's one way another great idea that i'd recommend is books books can kind of give you like a window into other people's and other situations for me when i'm burned out i'm i generally go seeking nonfiction so like biographies and business books and stuff like that that's more uh, applicable kind of knowledge and that just kind of again gets the creativity firing up and uh, we keep jumping back to that but firing up creativity is really what gets me out of burnout it seems yeah because i think in bands the the type of burnout you're feeling is more mental than it is physical not that it can't be both it's just in general that is the fact for creative types because that's that, that's the energy you're using when you're uh, applying yourself to a band. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think, yeah, I think nonfiction is a really good place to start. And yeah, reading biographies, especially of creative types, usually will trigger something, you know, creatively, or it'll kind of like bump you out of burnout. And I actually found Tools of Titans, the Tim Ferriss book was a good one for me with burnout as well, just because you're literally reading little short snippets of the habits of really successful people. And it kind of, it's inspiring, right? I mean, I don't think you can read that and not feel some sort of inspiration. So for me, that that was a, actually a really great one for kicking me out of burnout as well, or at least starting to, to push, you know, trying to, or starting to push me mentally out of burnout, at least reading that and just reading like the habits and getting inspired by, you know, the success of other people. So I think nonfiction is a great place to, to look for that. Yeah, definitely. And not to mention, like we shouldn't disclude fiction because fiction is still obviously creative, you know, like you're going to put yourself into these things that have been made up by somebody else. That's going to fire up creativity for sure. So I, I think it's, you know, whatever works for you, experiment. And that's a point we didn't write down, but by experimenting, we are trying to find things that we can use again. These are like essentially tricks <laughs> that get us out of the situation when it comes up again. Yeah. And, and like, like I said, that exercising is a big one for me. Reading is a big one for me. We're just drawing from our own solutions to these problems. But when you find stuff that works for you, 
remember that. <laughs> I would write it down, honestly, yeah. because you, uh, you might need to use it again. What you just said about Tools of Titans being like a little look into how other people are staying productive and getting inspired from other people, that kind of gave me the idea of literally looking to other people, you know? Yeah. Setting up, like meeting new people. You know, there, there's a really good practice that I don't do enough, but I try to set up coffee meetings with people I'm inspired by, like just successful people yeah. in the community and get to kind of get an idea of how they do their thing. There, there's a fellow in Victoria here, shout out to Al Smith. He just like exudes success <laughs> with everything he does. Started like a passion project as a making kitchens that fit into the back of Jeeps. And that seems to work for him. Like, you know, anything he touches turns to gold. <laughs> and he's such a positive guy. And I was like, I need to hang out with Al Smith and just like absorb some of that. And hands down, one of the most life-changing coffee <laughs> sessions of my life. I got so much out of that. And I still talk to him as much as I can, you know, so other people affect you. So keep that in mind. Some bands live together and that's always baffled me. <laughs> yeah, me too. Honestly, me too. I, I don't want to like shame anyone for that because if that works for you, then that's really good. That's great. That's awesome. But for me, I could never do that. Yeah. I love you, Malcolm, but there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like we already have to live together when we're on the road. So like, it's just too much to me. Yeah. Um, and especially... I need the I need the break. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about is you need space from what is causing the burnout. And if you feel like connecting with other people is going to be something that can help pull you out of it. And keep in mind that, you know, you can go meet up with people when you're not burnt out. You know, use it as preventative medicine as well. Like that's so much harder to do when you're living with people. But anyways, that's just like a thought, a random thought I had. <laughs> not, don't just like ditch your band if you're living together because we yeah. said that. That's yeah. not the effect we want to have. Yeah, if it works for you, then that's great. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, and that's the thing with all of this is it's all so personal. Like reading a, a biography might not help you at all. It might make it worse. But this is the thing you need to experiment and try to find things that, that you enjoy and, and that do kind of like push you out of burnout or, or kind of inspire you. And so, yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely don't want to shame people for being in a band and living together. That's If that works, then that's amazing. We salute you. There's no way I could do it. <laughs> There's totally going to be an episode about the value of biographies and, and books in general, because I, I just don't know like a single successful person who doesn't value books at the highest level. So we got to talk about that at some point. The last little bullet point we have here, and this is kind of a weird idea that I had this morning, but having a content treadmill which is what a podcast is, by the way. This podcast just moves at a pace faster than me and Marcus move, and we're constantly trying to keep up. Yeah, um, <laughs> It's like this constant... I mean, this is kind of two-sided. I'm interested on your opinion with this, Marcus, because it could easily can cause burnout as well. But I seem to enjoy it so much, making this podcast, that it doesn't. And it forces me to be creative every week. And it just like, I can't get off. If I don't show up, there won't be an episode for for all of our listeners that week. And I just like can't let that happen. I just, I'm not okay with it. So it forces me to keep going. I just have to show up each week and do it. And yeah, there's definitely times where I wake up because we do this pretty early usually. And I'm like, oh, I don't have it in me. Not normally, but like yeah. sometimes that happens, you know? And, but when we do it, it's one of those things again. It's like, as soon as we're doing it, I'm so glad we're doing it. And I feel like this, having this commitment that I'm just tied to. And like I said, it's a content treadmill, just keeps spinning it is keeping me out of burnout really effectively. I think. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, no, I, I no, I definitely agree with that because, and I think this is inherently different than a band in the sense that it is a treadmill and there's every week there's something new. So 
I mean, bands don't do that unless they're in like a release cycle, um, like an album cycle, then sure, you might have like a, you might have content that you release every week um, in that cycle, but you don't, it's unsustainable for a band to do that all the time. So we're getting little shots of gratification, you know, basically every week yeah. because you're releasing content and people are reacting to it every single week. So I think it's a lot harder to be burnt out doing something like a podcast where you have tons of content all the time and it's always changing. Like we never have the same conversations. There's always something different about it. I think it's a lot harder to get burnt out doing a podcast as opposed to a band where if you're not in a a release cycle, if you're in a writing cycle and you're, you know, writing three, four times a week together or whatever you're doing, it's easy to get burnt out because you're not seeing, you're not actually seeing a product or, or, you know, Mm -hmm. content. You're not seeing it every week. So yeah, you might be writing songs and honestly, that feels great, right? When you write a new song, you're so excited and it's, it's a good song. That's, that's amazing. But when you're in a writing cycle, it's pretty difficult to do that consistently. And it very rarely happens, you know, at, at a, at a um, pace of like once a week, for example. So I think this is really, this is a lot easier for us to not feel burnt out. I don't really know how you apply that to being in a band. I guess more content. Yeah. (laughs) But that can also burn you out, right? Making that content. It can, for sure. I think the idea is that it's just a consistent output that you're committing to. So that could be, like we've talked about on a previous episode, doing a podcast for your band where you're breaking down something new each week or even each month. It doesn't have to be weekly, by the way. Weekly seems to work that like that's as much as i'd ever want to do i think for a band that's probably a lot when you're trying to balance writing and recording stuff yeah but once a month yeah yeah so like that could be it you know i know that some people do the youtube channel thing and this isn't limited to your band this could be something you apply personally as well some people blog you know just putting something out there into the world that is satisfying a creative itch consistently is, is a great way to kind of train yourself just to keep moving I like routine is so much of it. I'm going to butcher the quote, but I know it was, it was said by A.L. Levy, who is the founder of the URM Nail the Mix community, which is like an online mixing education platform. And he used to be in this metal band called Dath that was, I think it might be pronounced Death, but it's D-A-A-T-H, I think. <laughs> Maybe there's an E at the end. Uh, but they're like a really heavy metal band that was pretty big for a while. And he's got this huge online community that's just killing it. Like they're really, really successful and big. Somebody in that community posted like, how do you guys like stop yourself from just burning out? Like I just keep getting burnt out. And he said, it never stops, but the key is to like limit it so that it's so infrequent that you can call it a break. Right. You don't want to feel guilty every time that you get tired and need a break. So if this is happening to you for like weeks on end all the time, then it's burnout, you know? But if it's like once a year and you take a week off or whatever, or like whatever you're comfortable with, it's, it's different for everyone. And based on what you, your idea of like putting enough work in is, but that shift from it being this devastating burnout to I, I'm just going to take a break is a really big shift, right? That is like looking at it through a positive lens, which is a good, good thing to do, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I mean, like think about a day job, you get a vacation from a day job, two weeks or three weeks, whatever you get. And you don't, definitely don't feel guilty when you take that vacation from a day job. So yeah, you should be able to take a break. And it can be more frequent than that. Because I don't like, I don't know. I don't think that two weeks, three weeks vacation from a day job is enough. So 
I mean, I don't know. I, and like we just talked about in the last episode, having like a Sabbath basically, or having like your Sunday or whatever day that you choose to just be completely dedicated to what you need to do or what you want to do. I don't see an issue with that either. Once a week. I mean, I don't know. You take a day and, and it's just about, you know, making sure that you're happy and that you have a good balance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that there's nothing wrong with, with taking that break. If that's what you need, mm-hmm. then yeah, then do it. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people, including myself, struggle with is feeling guilty when I'm not focused on whatever it is I've chosen that I'm going to do. You're not spending every single hour working on your songs or, or working on your band. Guilt, I think, is something that a lot of people probably feel. I hope they do because I definitely do. And that really contributes to burnout. So limiting that guilt as well and realizing that you do have a life outside of this and it's um, really important to have a good balance, that's really going to gonna kind of mitigate the, the burnout that you're feeling. And I think it'll really help you uh, with your productivity and your creativity as well. Definitely. Yeah. Normalize breaks, schedule breaks as a band. Yeah. Like it, Normalize breaks. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> the mindset people have towards that when, because it's not called vacation time. In, when it's your own business, you know, yeah. It, yeah. when it's when you're a, an employee, you're you're getting vacation time and something you feel like you're earning. But with your own project, with your own band, your own business, it feels like you're just letting it down and you're stopping the work. You're being lazy, and that is bullshit. You just gotta like re fix your brain on that and reframe that so you realize that it's it's not. It's it's taking time for yourself, which is the most important thing you can do. Yeah. And all that's going to do is actually just increase your output once you come back. Yeah. I mean, you're revitalized and you're inspired. And because that's, that's really, that's what happens when you take it. That's what happens. That's the whole point of a vacation at work as well, right? You do your vacation, you come back and you're ready to work again. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's no different for being an entrepreneur or an artist or whatever. It's no different. But I guess the difference lies or, or the perceived difference lies in the fact that if you do take a vacation and say you're a solopreneur, who else is going to take the take on the workload when you're gone and you feel like you're failing your business, yeah. right? But then being in a band, you can kind of come back to delegation if you want to take a week off. I mean, you just delegate to your band and you say, I need some time off and hopefully you guys can deal with this and I'll see you guys in a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. That time is going to be so much more effective if it's scheduled as a break. Like, hey, I, I think I'm going to need to like, take a break for a week at the end of the month kind of thing rather than just... All of a sudden you go dark because you've burnt out and you're depressed and you're not talking yeah. to anybody. Everybody's wondering where you are and it goes on for two weeks. And then you come out of it with a drinking problem. Yeah. Like, like just worst case scenario. You know, yeah. but like that is like that is instead of the train slowing down to stop, that is the train crashing. Right. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, you know, like that's kind of going back to episode part one, like preventative is always better than reactive. You know, you just want to get on it before yeah. it gets there. So I'm glad we we kind of talked about that. There is a fantastic book called The Peak Performance Book. Or no, I think it's just called Peak Performance. Yeah, it's totally called just Peak Performance. It is, it's a pretty short, easy read, but it's they just like interviewed and studied top performing people in the world. Like a lot of athletes, especially, because I think the two guys are sprinters that wrote the book. But the idea is that to get to peak performance, it's not just all work, 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 aka stress, 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 stress. And in their case, they're, a lot of what they're talking about is like putting your body under the stress of working out and training. An equal part of that is the resting phase. You know, if you just sprint and sprint and sprint and sprint, you're going to get faster until you eventually injure yourself, right? Because you didn't rest. So you have to rest and let your body heal 
and thus grow stronger. And that is how our brain works as well. You have to apply your brain, put it under stress, and then give it time to rest. Otherwise, it will not get better. Yeah, it'll just break down and it'll be the worst. Yep, yep, <laughs> exactly. And, and like, yeah, I mean, it's in that rest that we we kind of like develop new neural pathways and stuff. Like it's, it's straight up science. Like if you want to get smarter and better and learn new stuff, you practice and then you rest. It's science, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, <laughs> yeah, that's an episode. Right on. Uh, so yeah, a little shorter one. Uh, it's not that short. But uh, that was part two of the, the burnout series. And we can't just, like, you know, this is the most important stuff we've ever talked about, oddly. I wasn't thinking that when we went into it, but it all starts with you. And if you're not performing at your best, you're, you can't expect your business to do much. Yeah. And that's the thing, like exactly if you aren't performing at your best, then it doesn't really matter, you know, what you do to a certain extent, but whatever you do outside of, you know, working on reducing burnout and working on, you know, personally, it's not going to be as effective as if you're in peak performance mode, Mm -hmm. basically. And the only way to do that is to take time for yourself. So, so yeah, that's the thing. Like people mask a lot of their burnout with just more work. So it's, it's definitely better to just get, get the source right. And then it's easy after that. So yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening yet again. We love you all. And uh, thank you to our Patreon supporters. We've got Grady from the Leather Apron Revival, Lucas from Vogue Villains, Bernard from the Enrons, Chris Erickson, our podcast editor. If anybody needs their podcast edited, reach out to us and we'll put you in touch. He's the bomb. He's the bomb. I said that weird. <laughs> yeah, he has to sit through us just rambling at the beginning of podcasts. So <laughs> Yeah, he makes this much more digestible for you. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> you have no idea what he does. And then uh, Graham Keen of Carmana and Evett Miller of The Wild Romantics. Thank you so much. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, you can head to our website, yourbandsucksatbusiness.com. There is a little button there for it. Or you can head to patreon.com slash yourbandsucksatbusiness. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. What's up, everyone? This is Malcolm Flood here, one of the hosts of Your Band Sucks at Business. If you've been listening to this for a while, you may be aware that we haven't done a new episode in quite a while. Stay tuned. I'm sure there will be more coming. But for right now, I wanted to give you an update on where Marcus and I are at and where you can find us and find out what we're doing right now. So currently, I'm over at the Self-Recording Band podcast, which is another one of my podcasts that I co-host. And if you are into doing DIY recordings with your music or your band's music, you absolutely got to check that podcast out. But in addition, I'm also doing some YouTube content and pushing that really hard right now. So I ask you to please go check out my YouTube channel. You can find me under my name, Malcolm Ownflood, M-A-L-C-O-M-O-W-E-N-F-L-O-O-D. You'll find me and I'm doing tons of fun stuff over there. I'd love to have you come visit me on YouTube and please do give me a subscribe. That is super appreciated. And now for Marcus, he is just killing it right now. He's been touring pretty much all over the world with Current Swell and Luca Fogali and some other folks. He's just absolutely killing it. And he's got his own website up, marcusmanhas.com. And you can go find his kind of touring sessions, playback stuff all up on there. Totally encourage you to go connect with him. And again, thanks for listening to the Your Band Sucks at Business podcast. It is so appreciated. And I'm super glad that these episodes are helping people out there. Don't be a stranger. Do reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Instagram's probably the best place to find Marcus or myself. So connect with us there. We'd love, love to hear from you. And yeah, enjoy the episode. Thanks.